Hi, welcome to the ACE Tip Podcast. We come to you from the Center for Advancing Correctional Excellence, ACE, at George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia, and via the Coordination and Translation Center, CTC, of the National Institute on Drug Abuse's Justice Opioid Community Innovation Network, or JCOIN. I'm your host, Danielle Rudes, Associate Professor of Criminology, Law, and Society, and the Deputy Director at ACE, and one of the leads on the Capacity Building Corps of the CTC for JCOIN. This podcast is all about translating science into sense. It's about helping criminal justice practitioners, students, and everyday people learn about cool developments in the justice research world, but without all the dryness of the ivory tower. There's a lot of really great research out there, and we'd like to bring it to you in bite-sized doses to help you understand it and be able to use it. No PhD required. Each episode will break down scientific research into a 12 to 15 minute podcast. You can listen to it wherever you are and when it's convenient for you. We'll give you the science, but in a way that makes sense. We also finish with an explanation that translates the research into real words that explain why it's important and how and why you might want to use it. So let's get started. I'm sure you've heard the phrase, the ivory tower. To borrow from a surprisingly well-written Wikipedia entry, an ivory tower is a metaphorical place where people are happily cut off from the rest of the world in favor of their own pursuits usually mental and esoteric ones. People describe academia as an ivory tower because many consider academic research out of touch, elitist, navel-gazing, and often just not meaningful. Of course, as stereotypes go, this characterization isn't fair to most academic researchers, particularly in the human services fields, who do aim to be policy-relevant, as they say, who do aim to affect change, real change in the world. And academic research meant to affect a real change in policies or practices is not done in a lab, but rather involves collaboration between researchers and those working in the field. But it is true that there famously remains a disconnect between the work that academics and researchers do and the work of practitioners. It's like two puzzle pieces that should fit together perfectly, but for some reason, do not. Those who do the work And those who study the work often have the same goals, work with the same populations, and have valuable expertise. But these similarities don't necessarily lend themselves to strong collaborative efforts, leaving both researchers and practitioners feeling frustrated. One maybe obvious problem is that in reality, there are not two groups, one who study the work and one who do the work, because research divorced from those who do the work will indeed remain meaningless. And those who do the work with no regard for research will be hard-pressed to reach their full potential without the benefit of being able to see outside of their own particular world. In other words, the relationship is symbiotic, like bees and flowers. Improving policies and practices requires co-production of knowledge. Here's the science. Sonia Aspina, Bethany Godso, and Ellen Shaw explore idea in their study, co-producing knowledge, practitioners and scholars working together to understand leadership. Their paper explores the Leadership for a Changing World program, which was created in a joint collaboration with the Ford Foundation and the Robert F. Wagner Graduate School of Public Service at New York University. 
The program encourages collaboration between practitioners and researchers to produce new knowledge that is of better quality and is more applicable than would be produced by either group in silo. Co-producing knowledge requires shared work practices between practitioners and scholars, an appreciation and respect for each other's craft, and an equal emphasis on each person's skill set. According to the authors, the best way to develop theories is by linking practitioners' work to researchers' work. The Leadership for a Changing World program accomplishes this in three ways. Ethnographic research driven by the community, listening to the narratives of community members, and an interactive, cooperative relationship between practitioners and researchers. While the authors view cooperation between researchers and practitioners as an important element in research, they also acknowledge the challenges to building these relationships, including trust, the need for a strong commitment from practitioners, and implementing flexible research that can reflect the needs of practitioners. Tammy Sullivan, Tara McPartland, and Bonnie Fisher address these challenges and methods to avoid them in their 2013 article, Guidelines for Successful Research Practitioner Partnerships in the Criminal Justice System. Sullivan, McPartland, and Fisher wanted to better understand what elements characterize successful research collaborations between criminal justice practitioners and researchers. Like Aspina, Godso, and Shaw, they believed that collaboration between researchers and practitioners can improve the practical use of research, and collaborative research is more likely to have policy-oriented impacts. However, the best ways to carry out this research were not well documented. To understand more about what this process might look like and how it worked, they asked, well, more specifically, they surveyed, conducted interviews, and held focus groups with practitioners and researchers. Participants identified many reasons that collaboration is important, including funding requirements and the organization's ability to benefit from the specific policy researchers are studying. Participants also identified pre-existing relationships as key to a study's success. When the parties had a working relationship prior to the start of the study, it was easier to identify research questions and deal with challenges that arose when timelines were short. Generally, the best relationships were marked by mutual respect, a commitment to the project, an optimistic and open-minded outlook, good interpersonal skills, and patience. Practitioners partnered well with researchers who were flexible in their research plan, able to translate their terminology to others, understood the specific needs of the organization, were respectful of practitioners' craft, had good personal skills, and were approachable. Researchers preferred to work with practitioners interested in the research process, open to evaluation and dissemination, and practitioners who were knowledgeable about the study's subject. When beginning a collaborative partnership, clear communication is key. This means you should formally agree on the roles of everyone involved, the expectations for the project, plans for making changes to the project, and how researchers and practitioners will disseminate their findings. Of course, no plan in the world is enough to overcome a poor working relationship. All parties must maintain respect, a real desire to learn from each other, commitment to the project, and ongoing clear communication. Problems tend to arise when time for the project is limited, especially when the plan sets unrealistic timelines and when there is a misunderstanding of the process to gain IRB or human subjects approval from the research institute. 
Other common barriers to successful collaboration are employee turnover, unexpected funding changes, bureaucratic red tape, and not meeting the needs of all involved. Despite the challenges, co-producing knowledge is not only advisable, it's imperative. Whether your goal is to change practice, improve outcomes, contribute to a body of collective knowledge, theory build, or seek truth, it is highly advisable that you do so using a process of co-producing knowledge. And here's the sense. If your goal is to maximize the practical impact of these collaborations, then practitioners and researchers must discuss what will come of the findings, who to target the findings to, and how to disseminate the findings. The collaboration should also include an effort to help develop the skills and tools needed to implement any recommended changes. Both Sullivan, McPartland, and Fisher and Ospina, Godso, and Shaw identify why co-producing knowledge is beneficial and important. Additionally, the authors lay out a variety of characteristics, steps, and methods that can facilitate cooperation, including respect, communication, commitment, and more. For researchers, it is important to learn from and use the skills, knowledge, and craft that practitioners have obtained through real-world experiences. For practitioners, working with researchers allows them to learn more about their organization and ways to improve its function. By working together, researchers and practitioners can better tackle common goals and learn new perspectives. To break down the ivory tower of academia, it is important for researchers and practitioners to continue working together towards co-producing knowledge. That wraps another episode of the ACEDIT podcast, where we translate science into sense. Also, remember, you can find one-page summary overviews written in plain language and short knowledge burst, which are essentially 30-second overviews of all the research we cover on the JCoin website. Our conveniently packaged research summaries may help you remember what you heard here, and they will definitely help you translate this research to your staff, friends, colleagues, or students. Additionally, we'd like to thank NIDA, Dr. Faye Taxman, and all the students and staff at ACE, including our podcast mastermind, Shannon Magnuson, who is the brainchild behind this podcast. Two additional notes. If you're a researcher and you'd like us to consider using your research for an upcoming podcast, send it to me at d-r-u-d-e-s at gmu.edu. If you'd like to support our podcast to keep the sense coming, tell your colleagues and staff about ACEDIT or assign us to your students. Thanks for listening. Please tune in again soon for another episode of the ACEDIT podcast, where we translate science into sense.